Today, I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, uh, tour schedule, signing, all that good yeah. stuff. Um, and as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, today I have Jim Edwards on the line. He is the chief visionary over at Spry Ideas. Uh, Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. You just now gave me a great idea in the warm-up, uh, warm and that was basically I need to have hardcover books at all my book signings to fill up the room more. So thank you for that idea. <laughs> I'm glad to. Um, Hopefully we'll get a bunch more here. I'm excited to get uh, more into what you're doing over at Spry Ideas because you've already given me an idea in five minutes of talking to you, so I know you're going to have great uh, ideas for my uh, for the listeners. But that being said, before we get into what you do over at Spry Ideas, uh, let's just start with your background. How did you get started as an entrepreneur? Well, um, I'm a fourth-generation uh, book publisher. So to say I'm an entrepreneur or a serial entrepreneur or have a family of entrepreneurs would be sort of an understatement. So over uh, over four generations of publishing, my family has probably published and released eight to ten thousand different books, going back to 1893. So we go way back on that. And then I've taken, I got bit by the bug uh, and incorporated uh, Spry Publishing uh, and continued on with the family business way back in uh, 1999. So that dates me a little bit, doesn't it, Adam? Wow, you're publishing since the 1800s. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. We've done that. And my back, my personal background is um, I live in the Midwest, live in Ann Arbor, Michigan, um, home of the University of Michigan Wolverines. Um, I did not go there. I went to the University of Wisconsin for my undergraduate uh, undergraduate stint. And uh, fun fact about Jim is uh, I was the mascot at the at various athletic games, Bucky Badger, for the University of Wisconsin, and I graduated from Wisconsin um, and went into the family business of publishing and printing, um, and then got my graduate degree, master's degree, uh, MBA from the City University of New York. So that's my education. Wow. Um, so let let let's talk a little bit more about your your ideas on publishing because you're. I mean, I've published. You've published uh, thousands of books. I've published, I think, 50, 50 different authors now at this point. Um, and that being said, uh, you said something to me as we were kind of warming up and talking, and you said that, you know, a book for an entrepreneur or for somebody that has a message to get out is one of the one, – one calling card that they should have out there. Can you, can you elaborate Absolutely. on that? Absolutely. Yeah, sure, sure. So if you think about um, – if you're speaking to somebody, the credibility that they're given – by virtue of the fact that they have a book that is published. So it's in support of, of what you're doing in your business model to say, you know, hey, I've got, a, I've got a book published. And in fact, having, you know, a thought leader like you being a co-author on the book is a, is a really good distinction to have. And I, I heavily encourage uh, your listening audience to, to look at that to, either with you, and that's great promotion from Jim to you. You're welcome, Adam. Or to go on and do it themselves. And there are, there are a lot of ways to do that. But I think it's important to, to become a thought leader and partner with somebody or an organization that'll help amplify your own message. And then you show up for your own, in, your, in your own world as a thought leader and expert, and you've got a published book. I just can't think of a better way um, to, to augment your own creativity, right? 
Yeah, I um, I, I we were talking about this, and I think one of the other things that it does is it just really gives you a platform or something to talk about. Like even just think about like your neighborhood Rotary Club or your neighborhood, um, you know, Toastmasters or something else. I mean, just having another message that you can build on, it just separates you from other speakers. It separates you for other, from other people to potentially um, be at their event. I can tell you that in my personal life, and this really isn't a plug for me. It's just the way it happened. It was very organic, so I don't come from, you know, I'm not fourth generation. I'm definitely first generation. I don't know if anybody in my family, that, well, no, I do know. I don't, not in my history that I know of. Um, I don't think, I know I'm the first published author in my family. And the bottom line is, and we're, and I love that you brought that up. Even if you're going to do it yourself, um, just make sure you do it. Go out there and get your message really heard. Um, so what kind of, what well, can kind I add one more you, thing? You, yeah, of course. So I would add one, one more thing to that. So if you sure, think about you go and work for, you go and work for somebody else and you, and you attain a certain level in your business. And then, you know, yes, you're building your audience for, you're building an audience for your current employer. But at the same time, you want to build an audience for yourself. And in doing so, you become far more marketable. I can assure you're going to command a higher, um, you know, higher wages when you're, when you're out there shopping. And guess what? It's awfully hard to find who's got a great, who's got a great following because the company becomes dependent on you as opposed to you being as dependent on the company. And when you want to pick up your ball and bat and leave the playground and go work for somebody else, you got an awful lot of power when you bring an audience. And a great way to build an audience is by being a thought leader. And one really good tool to be a thought leader is to be a published author. It really is a great way to do it. Go ahead, Adam. All right. All right. Let's, um, let's transition a bit. I want to talk more about uh, spry ideas. So what kind of clients are you helping and what are you helping them with? So what we do, uh, I'll answer your first question. Um, we work with uh, industrial uh, company manufacturers. Uh, we work with pharmaceutical companies. We work with high tech, uh, several high tech companies. So if you want to talk about names, um, we work with four, we work with Snap on Tools. We work with several um, large pharmaceutical companies. And um, I'll give you an example of the pharma companies how we how we've helped them. So um, just imagine this diagnosed with, uh, with cancer or heart disease or something like that. And you go into your doctor and the doctor gives you um, materials and in particular it can give you or, or printouts or a magazine or something like that that pertains directly to you where you are um, in your disease state and helps you get, you know, helps you to wellness uh, through your disease. Now that doctor didn't write that book most likely and get it from um, you know, his, uh, one of the pharmas that works with him. And what the deliverable for the, for the doctors with you is better health because you'll, you'll presumably have better outcomes with the education that this book gives you. Take it now to the relationship between the pharma and the doctor. The pharmaceutical company wants to get in front of that doctor to help them learn about the new indication particular drug. And those, you're asking what we do, um, the, the brand team that gives it to the uh, pharmaceutical rep to give to the doctor, the brand team speaks with us and we're constantly pitching to the brand teams to bring them new products. So for example, in the world of prostate cancer, we're probably one of the largest publishers, but one of the largest patient support educators uh, in the world. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful um, journey for us to learn how to do that and to, and to help people facing you know, a, a really scary disease. And so we get to help them. And now that's a great segue into 
how do we help? If you go back now to the industrial companies, uh, we help their pipelines. And how do we build their pipelines with content marketing? So we're content marketing companies, and we learned about uh, how to content, how to do content marketing, those content marketing skills by being publishers. And there are a lot of new technologies out there that help um, us reach the end user of our customers. So we think of these industrial companies trying to reach their customers to try to and teach them about what they're doing. Our job is to create that content, to create the websites, uh, and the content could be in the forms of white papers, blogs, videos, um, you know, text message using AI and, and, and many other chatbots and so on. Um, and then on the, the, the tracking of all that information, we help our customers build scores so they know when someone has consumed a certain amount of content, when they are ready to buy, by virtue of the fact of having a high score. So if someone has no score or a very low score, our customers learn not to bother to, to even engage with them at all. But when, when their customer is looking at a lot of content and their score goes way up, they're ready to buy. And it's pretty cool because it becomes sort of an engineering process. So we're selling pipeline creation through use of an engineering process that we've devised for our customers. And it's been very successful. And uh, not, many, uh, not many of our competitors are able to do this because some are really good on content and some are great on brand, uh, but very few are great on both. Yeah. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. I've never heard of um, of the, the score idea and someone being graded on the amount of um, of content they've consumed, um, and and to know when to really approach them with the with the offer. Wow, that's pretty. Well, you brought uh, up a really interesting word right there. You 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 brought up the word score and grade. Now. Those are very different things. Score is exactly what you just described. Grade is um, we, we ask, you know, if you go to a website and it says, hey, uh, you know, you just have to download this white paper. What's your name and what's your email address? And then the next time you come, they say, hey, what company do you work for? What's your position and how many employees work for you? What, what, that, what that business is trying to do by asking those questions is grade you. They're trying to figure out what kind of company you work for specifically or which company you work for specifically. And they're trying to figure out your position. They ultimately are going to ask you questions about, you know, are you the marketing person? Are you, you know, do you have a budget for marketing? And, and each time you answer the way they want you to answer, your grade goes up. So you become a more viable company, right? There's the, there's the overall company you work for. And then there's your score individually. Because it's possible that someone else in your business has a higher score than you so you both have the same grade because you're in the same company. One has a higher score than the other. So the, the, the person asking that information knows they're not going to call you. They're calling that other person with a higher score or maybe both. And it's a scientific way to, to, to for marketing. Because marketing, I believe, and I know, is an engineering process today. And I'm going to say that over and over and over. It's an engineering process. Adam. All right, Jim. So if somebody wants more information on, on becoming a published author, I mean, what's the best way for them to get a hold of Spry Ideas? Well, what I would tell them is uh, to contact you, because I think you'd, you'd be really good at, uh, you are really good and accomplished at, at, at doing this. We, the way we operate um, on working with authors is we find experts in the field, let's say of robotics or in diabetes or in some oncology area. What we do is we go to people who have already published and who are, are already known experts. So it's sort of a chicken and the egg thing, isn't it, Adam? So we're, so if someone it needs to be published, 
we're probably not the right one. We, when people are needing to publish or trying to get published initially, they should go to, they should do it themselves or, or speak with someone like you to get there. Then we can find them. They don't need to find us. We find them. So if we get, for example, um, if we have a white paper, we had a white paper coming out on uh, data security um, with one of our customers, and it was a pretty large, pretty large white paper. And um, what we did is we went and sought out experts. And how do you find experts? You go out and you see who's already published and you see who's already known in the field and who's already a thought leader. So we want to work with people who are already thought leaders, and it's really not a chicken and the egg thing. If you want to be a thought leader, you declare, I'm, an, I'm a thought leader, and then you find people like you or do it themselves and get known that way. Does that make sense, Adam? Yeah, no, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, no, well, 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 all great stuff there. And to the listeners, I did not pay Jim to come on this podcast. And uh, <laughs> this was not one of those things. I don't know how these are going to end up. But, this hey, just not, came up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at that. Hey, so um, all, all good there. Well, um, what, well, what's your website? So people can at least check out the site if you're, um, um, yeah, if they're, if they're yeah, curious. Yeah, have a look mm-hmm. at it. Um, on all the very social media channels, but you can also find us at spryideas.com, S-P-R-Y-Ideas.com, spryideas.com. And um, I've got a speaker page on there, uh, and so they can feel free to contact me there directly, spryideas.com slash speaker, another slash, um, and all the usual social media channels. Um, and we're pretty prolific in our own content marketing efforts, and uh I'd love the feedback from anybody who uh, chooses to come on our site and have a look. And uh, I can be reached anytime. All right. Well, hey, Jim, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show, teaching us more about what you do, uh, sharing that uh, the history of that fourth generation lineage and publishing, all great stuff. Um, to the listeners, uh, appreciate you as always for tuning in. Don't forget to uh, head on over to to uh, Spry, the Spry Ideas website. Check out what they're doing in their content marketing. Learn a lot from them. Um, and thanks again, Jim, for coming on the show.